Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Cryptids of the Corn. Each week, Justin and Jay take a look at a topic in the crypto and paranormal world. They focus on the Midwest and Appalachia of the U.S., but sometimes they venture out. With everything from well-known monster sightings to one-off cryptids, live person interviews to actual fieldwork sneaking in some science lessons, there's sure to be something you'll enjoy. Please join us this episode of Cryptids of the Corn. And we're back. I'm Justin, the mysterious. <laughs> and I'm Jay, the magical one. I wanted to do it in reverse this time just to see what you would do. I thought you forgot, and I was just like, okay, cool. And then you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's funny. So, still feeling a little sick, so I'll try to be high energy. But this is a uh, a special episode for us, like, like all the rest weren't. Right, true. Now every episode we do is special. Each yeah, it's just like each each episode's our own new little child. Mhm. Mhm. But this will be our first true our what we're going to consider first true uh like UFO encounter. Yeah. Where we don't kind of classify we've done organic jelly like the atmospheric jellyfish and stuff like that. And Which, we're not saying these aren't what we're going to talk about today, but these are kind of more traditionally viewed as ufo encounters machine more than creature kind of i yeah i don't know how to really put it but you go on mufon you can find these mufon m-u-f-o-n mufon it's like a spelling bee and i just i forget what it stands for mutual ufo network mm-hmm. jay i can't believe jay just learned what that meant yeah i'm not a big ufo guy and i i did i couldn't remember the acronym but i knew who they were i guess uh, i i You've seen their stuff, I guarantee it. I'm sure I have. They're I, the UFO, you know, research group. I guess I'm more of the UFO person out of both of us, but even I'm not like a huge UFO researcher. Mm-hmm. I like the stories, but I don't like dive in them too much. See, I, I'm, I don't like the stories. Yeah, and it's not because I don't believe in them. Is but I, that's why I don't like them. Because you, I think oh, there's a lot of stuff that happens goes, there, and you don't want to deal with yep. it. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, I guess I'm I always ghost. You know, yeah, similar, yeah, yeah. Not that I don't believe in them because I obviously I do believe in them, but I don't want anything to do with them. To deal with them, I guess I never. I always have like a more optimistic look when it comes to aliens. But even my opinion on aliens is always changing, and I don't even know where I stand anymore. Maybe we'll get there at the end. Yeah, yeah, maybe if we get to the end. Bum bum bum. So today we're going to cover the Willard, Ohio UFO encounters. Um, what year did they happen? So the first one's gonna take place January twenty second, nineteen seventy one. Where is Willard? Isn't that northeast Ohio? I think it's up by Cleveland. Yeah. Uh Why Willard. Not? Let me let me uh, pull up my phone. We're professionals. Yeah, we're professional podcast. No, I'm pretty sure it's northeast uh or north Ohio, like over by the lake. Uh these uh, uh this report actually uh It's only sixty miles from here. So is it more by like Sandusky side of it's straight below Norwalk. Norwalk. Oh, so it's northwest Ohio. Yeah. Or sort of. It's like right it's actually north mid Ohio. Uh, yeah, I would say mid Ohio. East it's, east of Sandusky it's West. Just on the line of northwest Ohio. So it's almost us. Yes. Okay. Oh then yeah, it's almost straight north, uh just east of Sandusky. It's above Crystalia. Yep. Or Crystal it's above Crestline and below Norwalk. Okay, per- perfect, perfect. So for any locals that know that area, uh, for if you're not local, it's just uh, south of the Michigan border, uh, and then you head east just a little bit following the the uh, Lake Erie there, and you'll run into Willard. Um, all right, so you ready for the first story? Are we? Are we? Let's let's dive in a little bit. All right. Ohio, specifically the Great Lakes, have tons 
of UFO encounters. The Great Lakes are kind of like a UFO highway. Uh, I know Lake Michigan probably is the most, uh, like for all the Great Lakes has the most UFO encounters is Michigan, Lake Michigan. Uh, but all the Great Lakes have them. Mm -hmm. Ohio has Wright Pat, which anybody at home that doesn't know the full area 51 legend, the story and all that, Wright Pat has the biggest part to play in that probably more than the actual base does. Yeah. Cause, uh, they shipped all the alien stuff to Wright Pat that week like right now like when they well and everybody was looking at area 51 is like where they were keeping everything they weren't they they moved it all to right pat and then i wonder if they even moved it before that even happened what if like uh i mean i maybe i'm jumping off deep in real quick but like area 51 like in general what if they what if we crashed that you know what if we on purpose crashed it to make people believe there are aliens and stuff (laughs) When it's still just us. I'm not fully disagreeing with that. Right, yeah. I don't think... We've talked about this. We can talk about it at the end, too. I don't think there's fully extraterrestrial beings here. Right. Yeah, that's where you stand. Yep, yep. Uh, not saying I don't believe there's not alien life out there. Obviously, I think there is, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's visiting us. If anything, it's bad juju. Or it's the government. Or it's the government, yep. But they claim that uh, it was radio waves. Juju. Caused that, area, that, that caused the Roswell crash. Hmm. It's always something. They know. It's funny how, like, they can find the answer to... Uh, this is a big tangent already, but yeah, I have yeah. opinions on this. Have, they can find the answer of, of how uh, this UFO may have crashed, but they can't find the answer to how uh, $4 trillion went missing September 10, 2001. Oh, my gosh. It's weird. It's weird, you know, how they can find certain answers to one thing. We're not a political podcast. And the other things, no, not at all. That, I don't think that's too politically driven either way. I think it's just a, a, uh, an interest of anyone in this country that... Where your tax dollars go. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll put in the links for other podcasts for that. Okay. But but you know what I'm saying, mm, though. I get you. There's answers to, like, certain questions, and then... I don't think the government's saying they crashed him with a radio. Oh, okay, okay. I think that's what UFOologists say. Gotcha. The radio waves caused them to crash. Cause Never mind. I thought you were... Their plane was made out of balsa wood. <laughs> I thought you were doing an official government statement, because it sounded like something no, that they would say. No, no. It's UFOologists. Okay. The official government statement is nothing crashed. Oh, really? Or a weather balloon. Oh, that's right. With yeah. Hieroglyphics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, okay. We don't need yeah. to go into Roswell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, but We're, this is Willow, Ohio, and the Great Lakes. Yeah. Uh, tons of UFO stuff. Right, Pat's here. Uh-huh. Uh So there's tons of UFO stuff from that. Um, and not to mention UFOs only, but there's also USOs. Yeah. Unidentified yeah. Oh, yeah. submerged objects, just as uh, I think prevalent as UFOs. I think they're not as reported. I think they're as common. That's what I meant. Yeah, it's just as common. I yeah, but, I, th- I think you're right. But not as well reported because not as well much seen. Because not well, as I much think people. the people that see them aren't talking about them because it's mostly government. Yeah, like ships and stuff like mm-hmm. that, big ships. And then it's easier to instruct a crew not to report on anything. Right. Yeah. Because it's like, well, we're all going to lose our jobs. And I don't. I think I'm allowed to speak on that here. I don't think it's an issue at all. I think I've known people that were in the Navy. Oh, and they did say, "Oh, all the time, all the time." When you're yeah. out there in the middle of the ocean, you see weird stuff, not only in the sky, but <coughs> excuse me, coming out of the water. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's none of it's reported. They're not supposed to report it. Uh, but it's just kind of like an unspoken thing. Like up, oh, like they they know it's there. They experience it all the time. But it's just, what are they going to do about it? There's nothing you can do. So, oh my gosh, we're so off topic already. That's okay. But uh. One of my sea monster books has a reporting like that. Yeah. Where they actually hit one, a sea serpent. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, the captain felt bad because it was writhing in pain. And he put it in his logs. Didn't, yeah. He didn't care about it. He's just like, oh, well, he hit one of these things. Uh-huh. Uh, it was bleeding. Uh, he said oil and blood was coming out, like when he hit a whale. Hmm. Uh, but it wasn't a whale. He described it. And he got dishonorably discharged. Wow. It's for just For drinking. So oh, So he said he was wow. drunk. And but he had 178 crew members cite the thing too, and they were all moved to other ships and stuff. Wow. Uh, he's like, I did. He talked about it a little bit in the book, but he's like, I, you know, I didn't even bring it to the news or nothing. You know, yeah. I just put it in my logs that we struck this creature, 
And because he's like, this is what I had to do because we had to get damage repaired. You're right. Yeah. He's like, we hit whales. Yeah. You know, I put that in the log because we got to get our props fixed. Right. Yeah. He's like, sometimes they just don't get out of the way. Wow. And then they were discharged. Mm-hmm. Dishonorably discharged. Dishonorably. That's even, yeah. That's horrible yeah. for a military person. Uh-huh, because you Cause can't. nothing. No, you get no benefits of anything. Like, yep. And they do enough for our country. They need, I don't know, I just, I think it's stupid. Yeah. It's, it's uh, purposefully, it's maliciously done. It's, yeah, malicious is the good word for it. Yeah. But yeah, so the UFOs in Ohio, there's a long standing history. Uh, we're not like a UFO capital by any means, but we're well known. And as far as the UFO community goes, I would think so. Uh, we just found out MUFON's headquarters is in Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, I knew the original story they were from Cincinnati. Then I think they moved to like Chicago or something. That's unsubstantiated. We're just saying that. <laughs> uh, but I think they did leave Ohio for a bit and then they came back. Mm. Yeah, a couple other companies did that too for Cincinnati. And I don't know why. I don't know if it was a tax thing. Maybe it's just. Because a couple other companies I worked for or worked with. Yeah. Uh, they were out of actually the exact same thing. They were out of Cincinnati, then they moved to Chicago, and then they came back to Cincinnati. So I don't know if it was a tax thing, like tax breaks they were offering for companies. Maybe it's something worth looking into. Yeah, I just I just thought about that like right then and there. It is proximity, you know, somewhat close to Wright Patterson. Yeah, it's not far. No, you Cincinnati know. and Dayton are really close. People don't. I don't think people get. You think there's some sort of military government connection to any of these? I don't think so. I think that was money. Yeah. I think it was just Cincinnati probably changed a, a, a commercial tax, or, and then Chicago probably lessened it. It could. You could be right. It could. It could be money, but it could be money in a different way. Where, hey, uh, we'll pay you to go over to Chicago for a little bit, or maybe they left for Chicago and then they're like, hey, we'll pay you to just come back and mm-hmm. keep your mouth zipped. And it could be that too. And come right back here. Set up your headquarters here. We'll fund you everything you want to do. It could be. Never know. I don't know. World's mysterious place, and it's run by money for the most part. I'm not sure this conversation is already wacky. We're That's 10 all right. minutes in. That's all right. We've only mentioned the town. But uh, Williard, or MUFON, I'm not sure they have any biologists that they work for. They employ a lot of people, a lot mm. of scientists and stuff like yeah. that. I'd be interested to see they about their biology if they employ any biologists because you know that's I lean heavy on yeah a lot of these things could be biological entities which Jay just gave me a video to put on the Facebook page which is already up uh, of what appears to be a it looks very similar to a deep sea cone jelly mm-hmm. uh, up in the air up in the sky atmosphere yeah yeah it was just from a little news yeah a little news segment it was neat so it's it's that's on the Facebook page and I think that was just last year. Was when that video was taken. It definitely looked if if I would have not had any volume to that or had the newscaster popping in, I'd assumed it was a cone jelly. It looked very, yeah. very, very similar to a cone jelly. There are thousands of species of cone jelly, mm-hmm. so you, you got every shape, size, bottle you want, you know, and whatever shape it wants to be at yeah. that time too. And they're, yeah, they're they're soft bodied. They yeah. can be a lot of shapes. Right. Yeah. Uh, but they're mostly kind of that kind of tube or cone shape they kind of go you know like a toilet paper roll is kind of their base shape that's a good way to put it yeah it's definitely a good uh it's a neat video yeah it's up there because i and i would have never considered uh what it was or could be if i didn't know anything about atmospheric creatures that i believe exist now there we go all right we're ready to start tackling the willard ufos Yes, we are. Oh, one other thing yeah. I was going to mention, too, while we were on this topic of Great Lakes. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm also under the impression I believe uh, UFOs inhabit the sky and underwater. Mm-hmm. And I think the lakes might be a spot where they, Little wherever they go. Maybe they're from, I even think a lot of UFOs are from Earth. May not necessarily be our military, but I believe some of them are, yes. But I think the other ones are from the earth, but they might be from under the water. They might that just might be where they originate from and then they come out and because it's a great place to hide. There's just so much you can hide. I think there. that's where they lay their eggs. Oh, the atmospheric jelly. Mm-hmm. Yes. That I can subscribe to that theory for those, but I think the ones that are actual 
technology that might actually be flying ships that That's people that people say are aliens from other planets and stuff. I don't necessarily. I believe more that there could be biological beings from here that are navigating these ships, but they might actually live underwater or something. Lizard people could uh, maybe, but giant deep sea marine iguanas could be that too. (laughs) Penguins, because there's yeah, there's now that penguins are a lot smarter. People don't give them credit, you know. They may have developed aircraft travel, especially if they stole it from well, the think Nazis. They can't fly, and yeah, they can't so fly. That deep burning desire, a bird to take flight. They might have hijacked some uh, UFO Nazi the, technology in the Antarctica. Bell. The what? The Glock. The Glock. The Glock. What's that? It's the German bell. Oh, the German, the flying bell. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Penguins understand that. We don't know what it was for. We just have one picture of it. It's a flying machine. I think it was an energy source. Anyways, continue. It was a Vamana. Williard. Williard. All right, Willard, Ohio. Okay, January 22nd, 1971, just north of Willard, Ohio. Richard Williams and his wife and son were driving toward Willard when they saw a low-flying object that looked like a bat coming towards their car. On the middle of each wing, there seemed to be a rocket or a jet engine. It had red and white lights on each wing and on the tails. At first, they thought it was a plane crashing. It was 25 to 30 feet in diameter and came within 100 feet of the car, and then took off towards Willard in the east. There was a transparent cockpit in the front of the object, through which could be seen the movements of some kind of creature, silhouetted by flashing light behind it. Multiple reports of sightings came from Toro, Sandusky, or Tiro, Sandusky, and other sections of Huron County around the same time. This is from uh, the Humcat newspaper. That's the first sighting, January 22nd, 1971. Now, to me, it kind of sounds, or let me ask you, what's this sound like to you, this sighting? I get I get the very jellyfish kind of sounding stuff. Jellyfish, or even like the manta ray? The manta ray, yeah. That kind of organic shape to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it does kind of have... And then the transparent cockpit with stuff moving in it could be organs. Yeah, it said like a creature, some kind of creature, in mm-hmm. quotes. I don't know. That's what it To me, I kind of had the same feeling. That's what I get. The blinking lights, though, made me think of like a Humboldt squid or something like yeah. that. Well, I mean, we, uh, we talked about firefly squid. Yeah. Which actually have incredible... Uh, orchestrated patterns. Uh, they are able to do shows with squids of hundreds of thousands of squids that a computer couldn't program. Ah, like synchronized yeah. flashing. Yeah, because it's all pheromone release, so it's like instantaneous. So like they're they're bypassing their brain. Yeah. So they don't have to think about it. Their body's just doing it. Just doing it automatically. Yeah. That's kind of cool. But yeah, there is all kinds of animals that can produce organic light. Yeah, it is very machine like with everything from a blinking button kind of that kind of dull uh-huh. dim to spotlights i mean we have some very uh firefly squid have two phosphorescents that are extraordinarily bright bright and then it actually blocks out their body and it's so bright that's their whole that's the kind of one of the goals of defense is like mm-hmm. i'm making so much light nothing down here can see me yeah oh interesting yeah, that would like kind of like when you're in a dark room and someone points a flashlight yeah. in your face and you're just it's like... It's the whole... Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, and you might be a giant right behind the flashlight, but you can't mm-hmm. see it at all. I could see that easily. What are your thoughts? Um, This is the fast one of the two, just so everybody knows. Yeah, that was a quick little story. The other one is not that short. 17 pages. Yeah. Um, I feel like this one is an atmospheric creature. I really do. You think it's a jelly? Yeah, I do. Or the manta. And I think, you know, it follows when we covered it early in the, our earlier episode uh, of the atmospheric jellyfish. It follows kind of that pattern that's near water. Mm-hmm. You know, it's right by the lake. It's swooping down. It's like close to the car. Kind of, you know, it's, it's flying low. And most of the reports, when people actually do see it, that's what they report. Um, and the fact that it just looked like it had two wings like a bat mm-hmm. reminds me of that. Kind that of, kind of shape. That shape that we discussed or, that was in the earlier account. The wings like a bat's the one I think that puts me off. Like to it being on a jelly, to be in a jelly. Yeah. Right over a UFO circular yeah. disc. Is it 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 kinda the factors are using to describe it are very organic. Or, yeah. 
uh, versus when even I think the metallic orbs, I still think those are an atmospheric jellyfish. I just think, but you you get you get metal described, you know, you get mm-hmm. descriptions that are metallic, smooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's it's it's definitely it's something that makes you think. And then you have a second UFO. Well, there's actually been a couple because there was another one in like 2000 and something, but we didn't add it. Yeah. Uh, so there's been a couple in Williard. So we'll we'll go into those stories, but it's like, is it connected? Is it happenstance? But there are thousands of UFOs seen a year. Mm-hmm. You're going to have, I mean, just in the U.S., you're going to have the dots on the map overlaying with other dots on the map. Yeah. That may or may not have anything to do with each other. Yeah, and like no connection at yeah. all. And yet they're in the same place. Yeah, no, UFO just means unidentified. Uh-huh. It's in the air. Could be anything. Yeah, I mean, balloons. Paper lanterns. Pa- yeah, oh my gosh. Those, sometimes those look really weird. Really? Yeah. I don't know how people always, that's always one of the first descriptions when someone says, like, there's like a light in the sky. It seems like online always, that's one of the first things. Oh, it's paper lanterns. Could be paper lanterns. New Year's lanterns. And, you know, I, I see that a lot. It's like the Sandhill crane of UFOs. Is it? Yeah. Uh, have you ever lit in one before? Yeah. And set them off? Yeah. Now, have you have you watched them as far as you can so you just can't see me? Yeah, you can actually strain your eyes. Right. And I've, I've done that before, but even though I know what it is, when I see that thing way off in the distance, I never think of it as like looking strange enough to where I would be like, oh, no, it's a UFO. No, it always has a very unique glow. Yeah. It's very soft. I wouldn't say it's bright in any... Right. No, capacity whatsoever. Yeah. And I guess, you know, you get, it almost looks like a star when it gets far enough away. That kind of weird, just dull glow. Yeah. Like, not a bright star, like a... Uh, very mild twinkle. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, you know, I, I don't think that's a very good... Like, when I say the Sandhill Crane of UFOs, is it, like, stuff like Mothman always gets pointed back to the Sandhill Crane. Yeah. And I think some of the things are just ridiculous to call it a Sandhill Crane. Right, And that's yeah. your mm-hmm. Chinese lantern is... There's Sandhill Crane of UFOs. That's it. Yeah, that's a that good comparison. Balloons, yeah. yeah, because I, I, it always just makes me kind of not laugh. But I, I could see some of them. I've seen some pictures of UFOs where, like, you know, I could see that being Chinese lanterns. Yeah, some. Yeah, some. Not many, but not many. Yeah, but you know, there's definitely the. I'm trying to think of. There was one that was out west that was real red. The uh-huh. lights were real red and low. Yeah, and I don't think that's what it was, but that's what I could see. I could see that argument. Right. Yeah. You know, it's they're not bright, but they're red. And they're kind of just glow, and they look scattered. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just always thought that was a funny little occurrence or coincidence that I've Mm -hmm. always seen reoccurring. People talking about those. Yeah. All right, so second sighting we got here. This was sighted on uh, uh, June 30th, 1983, so about 12 years later. But it was not reported until uh, April 27th, 2014. So, uh, what's that? 30 years later? 31 years later. Um, all right. So, this here we go. This is a lot of reading. Yeah, this is going to be a long one. So, we're going to take some breaks yeah, we'll in the take, middle of we'll this one. Chop it up as we go. So, this occurred more than 30 years ago. But a Hangar 1 episode that I was... And th- this is from the guy's account that submitted the story to move on. Can, is that okay just to refer mm-hmm. to him as that? I okay. think so. I didn't know if it was just MUFO and I don't know. Oh, well, I get you. No, I think that – no, they get called MUFON a lot. Okay, cool. Okay. So I'm reading the guy's account that submitted the story. Um, the, This occurred more than 30 years ago, but a Hangar 1 episode that I watched was similar enough to inspire me to send this. At, this, at the time this occurred, I and my family lived in a very old farmhouse built pre-Civil War, directly across from the Huron County landfill. The house did not have air conditioning, and I had screens on the bedroom windows. My wife at that time, ex-wife now, worked at a fast food place that had late night drive through and she was not home when I experienced the UFO. I have two sons who have been three years old and nearly five years old at that time. We had a dog at that time, Ruffy, kind of a black lab mixed mutt. That was not confined. The bedroom I was to sleep in was on the first floor. I was awakened by Ruffy persistently growling outside close to the bedroom window. Eventually, I got up and went outside to see what the heck she was growling at. We lived on the north side of Town Line 131, and the landfill was directly across from us on the south side of the road. The house had only one door, and that was near the back of the house. So when I went outside, I would be approaching Ruffy's 
position from behind her. I remember walking up to her and quietly saying something like, What are you growling at, girl? I remember getting a tail wag as an acknowledgement, but her focus was still on the landfill. At this point, we were at the southeast corner of the house, and I walked out in front of the yard, but Ruffy would not come with me. She remained at the southeast corner of the house, and I, I stared into the landfill for a while, but I didn't hear or see a thing. I can't remember if it was a moonless night or overcast, but it was pretty dark. I finally decided she must be growling at a deer or something that turned to go, and I turned to go back into the house. It was at this point that I heard the roar. I turned back towards the landfill, and there right in front of me was an object. It was dark enough that I could not make it out the actual shape, but there were three distinct lights. The property, I, st I still own it, has a frontage of about 150 feet. The two red lights were somewhat further apart than that, with the white light centered between the red ones about 50 feet or so higher in the air. So I can imagine two... So about 150 feet wide and 50 foot tall. Yep. Which there was two red and then the one mm -hmm. white. Like running lights almost. Yeah. You have a spotlight in the middle and then the running lights. Yep. That's kind of what I had in my head yeah, too. Yeah, that's what I get a picture of. Um, I, was pro I was probably more than 300 feet away. The roar did not... Con the roar... The roar did not continue, and the object just moved away south until I could no longer see it. That was all I saw and experienced. We used to have a military planes out of Perrysburg, I think, that would fly over that area from time to time, and I think that might have chalked up to what I saw, to what I saw, to one of those if it wasn't for subsequent events. The next night, my ex-wife again was again working that late shift. When she arrived home, the object was hovering over the area between her, where our house is and where the landfill office slash way scale is located. To my knowledge, to this day, she won't talk about it. My youngest son, now 34, said he asked her about it once and she just said, I don't want to talk about it. The same week, maybe two days later, my youngest son, about three and a half years old at the time, was talking about a face looking in their bedroom window. I remember logging it in my mind at the time because of when he mentioned it and the closeness in time to my ex-wife and to my experience, UFO experience. And now there is more to add to this. Yesterday, which 4-26-2014, my youngest son and I were driving to Columbus Airport to pick up his older brother who was returning from Japan. And I brought up the Hangar 1 series and a how something I saw on it yesterday was eerily similar to what I had experienced and wondered if he remembered. At that point, he interrupted me and said, The face in the window, I sure do. It's as clear as it, in my mind as if it was yesterday. He then remembered on to describe what he saw. He said it was brown and looked like a mummy face, like a mummy looks like when you remove the coverings. All right, can I pause there for a second? Yeah. Okay, so this is interesting. That's a lot. Yeah, so, so uh, that's what I want to pause. You got on a roll there. So him and his ex-wife had both seen the same UFO, right? Yes. Uh, the second, um, was it the, was it the second time he saw it? Because the first time he saw it was when she was at work. Yeah, he was alone the first time he saw yep. it. That. So it was the next night uh, when she was working again. When she arrived home, the object was there, but between by the, the way house, scales. Yep, between the house and the landfill office and the way scales. Okay. So she saw it the second time when they. So is there they, two nights in a row? Yeah. And then their kids start having face, things poke poke their faces in the windows, which I believe was also that second night was when that face. Oh my gosh! Was four twenty six? The first one was on. These are very different UFO encounters. It was actually the day before the sun saw the face, 426. The actual sighting happened 427, the first sighting of the ship. So the day before, it was that night before the sun saw the face in the window and brought it up. But yeah, very different uh, UFO sightings from the first one. Mm, that's what I'm saying. Majorly different, yeah. Um, but what do you think about the dog, one, the dog barking, and then two, the face being seen? Uh, how was he describing it? Like a mummy in wrappings? Yeah, he said it looked like... Uh, where's that? Right here. He said, the face in the window, I sure do. It's as clear in my mind as if it was yesterday. He went on to describe what he saw. He said it was brown and looked like a mummy face. Like a mummy's 
Like a mummy looks like when you remove the coverings. Oh, so um, dry, crinkle, like probably reptilian. Brown, brown f- face, I would guess. Dry. I imagine very dry, cracked, mm. tight, you know, tight to the the bone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, uh, it's that's weird. Very. That's a lot. Obsessed. Well, they were at the dump every night. Yeah. What were they doing over there? Could be drawn to it for some reason, but why? I don't know. Interstellar fuel. Yeah. There's. Maybe. It's tin. Yeah, it's human universe, garbage. It's tin. The universe oh. runs on tin. Whoa, wait, wait. Hold on. Let's slow down a second. What if we're all here on Earth? To, to produce pr- fuel? To produce garbage so they can just scoop in and have it as fuel. Kind of like in uh, Back to the Future 2 when they use that little uh, mm-hmm. bio... Uh, yeah, they just shovel bio like, reactor. a banana. And yeah. It, it eats whatever. It's, it's just, a biofuel reactor. Just shove stuff in there. It'll eat it. Yep. It'll turn it into fuel. Mm-hmm. That's what Earth's all about. We're, we're uh, bio-producing fuel something for an alien race. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that I don't was know. a stretch. <laughs> yeah. That's hey, you, our you purpose. okay after that stretch? I don't know. I kind of got it. gave me a headache. I was going to say, you probably got pulled back now. Yeah. Uh, but, no, but terrifying. I hate every one of these UFO encounters where they look in the window. Yeah. That's, every one of them. It's freaking. It's just curiosity. It's not. They're wanting to be friends. No. Okay. I don't care what planet you're from. If you think going to a young offspring's window and looking into it at night is the best way to make friends, you should not have been traveling in space. Oh, I may have made a few mistakes in my life. Yeah. Well, that's why you're on a list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, it's like... I had friends like that all the time growing up. The Hopkinsville Goblin and stuff like that, they did the same thing. Yeah, uh, yep. The exact same thing. UFO lands, start peeping in windows. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, a whole lot of these. Hmm. Uh, this isn't... I don't get gray vibes. I don't know if you do. I get no. more almost not quite reptilian either, but kind of the mix. Yeah, there's something else out there that's yeah. Um, when I when it, when I was first like the dog was first barking, he was talking about it like the landfill. First vibes I got was Bigfoot vibes. Yeah, I kind of got that too right off the bat, like yeah. some kind of creature. And and then the UFO picks up. And then, yeah, and then he sees that. And then what if the face? I mean, I don't know if any Bigfoot have ever been described with having that kind of a face. Actually. Now that you mentioned it, I just was listening to uh, A Bigfoot with Scales. Aha. Uh, and they think, uh, the guy I was listening to was thinking it was a, uh, a skin a skin problem. Hmm, interesting. Like dry uh, skin, maybe? Yeah, it was, it was something that was in the mud that can cause your skin to do that, human skin to do that. So they were... Is there anything in like a landfill garbage that could do oh, that? Oh, yeah, a lot of stuff, a lot of irritants. Oh, here we go now. We're, we're peeling back this story. And... But no, uh, with the UFO... I don't know. The UFO was kind of weird in itself how it was sitting. It sounded to me it was sitting down in the landfill. The UFO? Yeah. Yeah. And then once it got caught. It was like, uh. How weird is it? How many of these UFO stories have that same kind of thing where the UFO gets caught? Yeah. It acts like it knows it's being watched now. And and then it just slowly like. Or does something. It can back away. It can zoom. But the UFO itself acts like it gets caught. What I. Um, I I think how I would describe what's going on there is I think maybe these ships are piloted by not so much technology, but like controls and dials and mm-hmm. buttons, but more just thought. And I think these things may be aware if something is staring at it, almost like a Bigfoot would be aware if you're staring at it. Or like, I'm not disagreeing with that. I actually think that's probably accurate so i'm thinking maybe like they react like that because just like you would react if you got caught and you didn't want to be and you're just like uh what do i do do i freeze do i move do i back away slowly you know kind of like bigfoot do but then you got the with the mess with the children yeah that's also a that's see i yeah you don't know what's going on i anytime what's the thought there it's not good yeah peeping in windows and stuff like it's always kids and it could be, it, 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 I mean, it's definitely not good, but it could be innocent. It could just be like like we do. If you go out in the wild and you see a baby lion, mm-hmm. you don't want to hurt it. You don't want to touch it. You might want to pet it because it looks cute like or something, like. but you don't want to 
mess with it at all, but you're just curious enough, oh, I want to watch this. I want to see these. Yeah, like, but you're not going into the lion's den and looking at the cup. True, true. Yeah, true, but if you know... It's, but it's it seems so weird. In most of these, they're always peeping at kids. Yeah. Like, uh, the one was always, like, describing the bald kids hmm? that play outside at night. Yeah. And it was talking about greys. Mm, okay. Because yeah, like, the greys would pe- look into these two kids' windows, and they said the bald kids won't stop leaving us, won't leave us alone. Yeah. What if the kids' minds are still flexible enough? Ready or... for harvesting? Or... No, I just mean like the adrenochrome, the adrenochrome, the adrenochrome. Like their minds are still open enough and creative enough to where they're drawn to that. Whereas you get older and like an adult, you start your mind gets more rigid and you start living See, in. See, I think it's the opposite. I think it's nefarious, and the kids are more likely to get in. Like, come on, come for a walk. Oh yeah, for they're more vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very much so. Yeah. I think it's just however you can you you are able to look at it, I guess. Because mm, mm. it could go. I could see either way, like yeah. very easily. Is there any more to this before? Oh yeah, we're not. Even, we're about halfway through. Oh okay. Well, we can. See, is there anything else you wanted to cover before we move on with this specific story? Yeah, with the, the that chunks that we've gone through. I mean, so, so we have the UFO seen by at least two people. Yep. And uh, three and, people. Yep. And then the face is seen by both his kids. Uh, the kids are maybe just one. I think it's just the one son okay. saw the face. Uh, yep, the youngest son. Yep. Okay. Seen the face. Okay, so let's continue on after he saw the face that looks like a mummy when you remove the coverings. Um, this is as him and his son are driving to the Columbus airport is when he was telling him the story. He says, as we drove and talked, we both wondered if Wayne, his older brother, had ever experienced anything. After we picked him, the brother that they're picking up from Japan in the airport. Um, after we picked him up at the airport and we were on our way back, we related to him what we had been discussing. Wayne, too, had an event that was clear in his mind. He said that he just thought it was a very vivid dream, but he swears there was a time he thought there was something in their room, an ape-like creature, and that it took Craig and went out the window and then jumped over the landfill fence. Oh, my gosh. Again, maybe it's just a dream, but I have one more thing to add. When the kids were young, they were notorious for going to sleep when they were supposed to. They were supposed to be in bed. Uh, They were supposed to be in bed one night, and I was still awake downstairs, and I heard footsteps upstairs. I remember thinking to myself, are those dang kids still up? So I quietly went up the stairs so I could catch them and give them heck. When I got upstairs, they were sound asleep in their beds. My grandmother said it was probably squirrels, but darn it, I know what squirrels sound like. And... When they're in the house, and what, and what, I heard was not squirrels. Okay, sorry. They put a bunch of periods in between, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was confusing my brain trying to read it. So let me repeat that. But darn it, I know what squirrels sound like. What they sound like when they are in the house, and what I heard was not squirrels. I also cannot recall when this occurred in relation to the other events that I have put down. I don't know if it was before or after. I don't think it was too close to the same time because I didn't associate it with the UFO. It was only Wayne telling me about this vivid memory that it made me wonder. That's pretty much it. I don't think there is much of anything to investigate. The house burned down some years back, and I rent the property out now to a guy who has a trailer on it. The landfill is still there, but it operates as a transfer station now. I see the next question on this form is number of witnesses. I'm going to put just one because I, I was by myself when I experienced it. But I did subsequently become two or, but it did subsequently become two, three, or four. I don't know and I probably never will. That is a roller coaster of a story. It definitely is. This is definitely a good one to pick. Like as as kind of an introduction to you all have, this things. Because yeah. it has every one of them. Kind of mixed in it, doesn't it? Uh, every, I mean, the abduction at the end by an ape-like creature. Yeah, that's kind of that humps that hops over the uh, the fence at the landfill. Yeah, is that memory placement? Because uh, in memory placement, they claim. Uh, so let's say this kid got abducted. Yeah, they can't get rid of that memory. They can only change out pieces. Gotcha. That's what they claim. I'm not mm-hmm. an expert in this. 
So like owls get used a lot for grays because they have such similar bodies and stuff like that. Oh, the yeah, big I eyes see and that stuff. Big black, yeah. That a lot of the kids get abducted claim that they have owls sent out their windows or owls would come in the house or because the grays couldn't replace the whole memory, mm-hmm. but they can change out their appearance okay. for something that's... So you're saying the gray or... The, whoever, the aliens. The aliens, quote unquote, are yeah. changing yep. your memories? Yes. Modifying them. So what if you have this visage because they got taken, he got taken back to the UFO in the landfill. Uh-huh. But he had to, they had to put something in there so they wouldn't get caught. So they used like a Bigfoot, uh, monkey, or anything. Yeah. You know, an ape because it might have been what's on TV. Yeah, you know, it just it was what was in fresh or it was close enough to them hmm. that you had this mummy looking dude. Yeah, which is, and there was I another don't... UFO story I just heard real recently, another abduction where it was a group. Of like four or five uh, grays, and then a taller, bigger one came out after. Hmm. And it was dry. It wasn't as shiny. It was green in color, dark green, and was wrinkly, okay. like an older one. And that kind of yeah. is what I get the description. Is that they kind of? It's well, that's one example. They may change to look like that as their older individuals. Gotcha. Okay. I was I always wondered too, like with the gray aliens, what if they're like alien automaton or something? Yeah, I've heard that too. That they're the drones. Yeah, some kind of drones that just do stuff. And then like now you got this taller creature. Maybe mm-hmm. it's controlling them. It controls them through thought. Maybe maybe. There's it's all speculation. It's all down the same drain. Yes, but it is a weird story. Yeah, it's very. Strange. I don't like it. It's it's not something I would. I feel bad for the kids. Yeah, a little bit. Well, it's not, it a little bit. Sound, it doesn't sound like anything nefarious. It sounds like he got him. abducted. Well, he just no. See, not him. His brother. Brother, but he don't know if it was a dream or not. Yeah, yeah. That's what you say because you're a kid and well, you've yeah. seen a an ape rip your brother out of the covers and run it over to a UFO. Have Have you ever had a dream where you've been, uh, let's say, abducted or even in outer space? No. You never have? It would freak me out like so, no other. I've have you ever had a lucid dream? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you can tr- control? Yes. Was it weird or anything? Or it was at first. Yeah. And then once I realized what was happening, it was really it was a fun. I've done fun. It, I've done it probably a handful of times in my life. Yeah. I've only done it a few times myself, but I remember one time. Actually, I can remember one time specifically. It was weird. I remember going up into the clouds, and mm. but I remember being aware I was controlling myself doing mm-hmm. it and I told myself oh I'm gonna go back down and I went back down like instantly and I was like oh well I want to see I want to go back up again and I did and then I, and I was and then I told myself well I want to see how far I can go and I looked out and I saw like space and I said I want to go to that star so I started going towards the star and I remember like actually flying towards it it was weird and I remember turning around looking and I could see like earth I could just see it like there so I, and I turned around, went and saw the star again. It just looked like a tiny little light, and I was going towards it again. And then I turned around, and I saw Earth again. It was really small, and I got scared. So I turned around, and I said, I'm going back. And I went back, and I was like instantly back in my front yard again. It was weird, but I was in my front yard. See, you're abducted. So I don't I don't know what it was. And then I was awake like so shortly after. you got to start putting your clothes on certain ways that are weird. Uh, a lot of people that actually think they're getting abducted. Mm-hmm will put their clothes on inside out or put their pajamas on inside out. Yeah. And stuff like that because the they'll always put your clothes back normal. Oh, okay. Interesting. And uh, I have another experience too that Oh gosh. It kind of like I that. don't want you in the apartment anymore. <laughs> well, this both of these happened when I was young. I remember this when I was probably like 10 or 11 when yeah, that dream happened. The adrenochrome. Maybe so. The other one I was probably younger. I was staying at my grandparents' house. This one I still can't explain. I don't know. It was weird. They were milking you like a brain cow. Something happened on this one. And at my grandparents' house, I used to sleepwalk. And um, I used to sleepwalk as a child, as a youth, too. I have a good sleepwalking story. When I fell asleep in a movie theater once, I'll tell you sometime. But uh, I was at my grandparents' house, and one time I sleptwalk like, out onto the road. And like we live out in the country, mm-hmm. or they did, too. And I would stay there all the time, but I would. One time, they told me I went out onto the road, and I was just heading down the road. This gone. And my grandpa had to run out there and grab me and pull me back in, and I don't remember any of it. But one time, I was sleeping in their house. 
I remember falling asleep in their bedroom and I woke up in their guest bedroom where I would normally sleep. But I woke up completely tucked into the bed, um, almost like the bed was made. And then somehow I was just placed into it already made. Does that make mm, sense? Like the covers, that's aliens. everything was tucked around me, but tucked in tight. I've heard that. Like, and I had no clothes on and I never sleep in the nude and I had no clothes on. That's weird. Yeah. And my, and my grandparents, you know, they're not like that at all. I can promise you that, but woke up, no clothes on in their separate bedroom, completely tucked into the bed. And I remember waking up, it was like weird. Cause I was kind of stuck in the bed and then I like pulled the covers off. Then I realized they were all tucked in. Then I realized I was completely naked and my clothes were, were there beside the bed. How were they? Oh, I don't remember if they were, were they folded. In a pile or were they in the folded? They were piled. They were just, they were, but they were all like on top of each other. Like boom, boom, boom. Kind of neat. Don't remember. Ooh. Don't remember. I just, I That's honestly. really big. The one thought I remember is waking up and freaking out. <gasps> I'm naked. <laughs> and grabbing my stuff and just putting it on real fast. Cause I never slept naked. That's really big mm-hmm. abduction vibes. And I've never. I don't like that. I never thought of it as I got older too much. Do you think of owls? Of what? Owls ever. No. I do like owls. I like owls. Was there like an owl that would used to sit outside your window? No recollection of that. Because that would be bad. Never. never. Yeah, now you mentioned it. There was an owl that would sit out every day after I got off school, and he'd whisper stuff to me. Yeah. I would remember that if that... I wouldn't remember owls because I really like owls a lot, but I also... I think they're cool animals. Yeah. And I, but I've never really seen one in the wild. But there's... I've seen them a couple... A handful of times. Yeah. There's one by where Nick lives... That oh comes yeah, out and he'll, he'll come out and say hi to you. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, right at dusk, you can talk to him. Uh, the only place I've ever seen owls is in the zoo or something. Yeah, no, they're they're not rare. Yeah, but they're very secretive animals. Mm-hmm. But in mythologies and stuff, there's a reason they're often associated with demonic stuff. And now in modern UFO culture, they're heavily associated with uh, aliens. Yeah, I could see they look, their heads could be mistaken. I mean, you've seen juvenile owls, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they stand straight up and uh-huh. stuff. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's... Those are cool. I like... I don't those know, are owls, all barn owls. Owls are cool animals. Those are the common ones of barn owls. There's yeah. There's probably four, 500 of them in Hardin County. Yeah. But... Off topic. Back to the story. No, it's yeah, not yeah. off topic. It's definitely... it. The, I get UFO abduction vibes off the, the kids. Yeah. They kind of get some of what I understand as some maybe signs that there was more going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people say you can, you know, you can regress and stuff and get uh, more stuff. There's arguing how actual, like, uh, if that helps you remember stuff or not, or that just puts new and memories for, in your head. Right, yeah, and planning new memories. Because memories are so easy to mess with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I get, I get in, I get abduction vibes. Yeah. Off uh, those kits. Especially if the dog's barking, you know, it's yeah. something nefarious. Yeah. Trust dogs. Yeah, I do. I definitely do. It's yeah. That's just, and then the just UFO, gives you a bad vibe. Do you think that aliens cause them to get a divorce? Oh, I didn't even consider that part of the now, story. I don't know if they did or didn't, but I've heard. A lot of stuff like lives fall apart after some big UFO sightings and yeah. stuff like that. Well, it it kind of it, it when it's not like a life changing experience, but it can change your perspective of what life's really about, like your world's really about. That's literally the definition of probably a life changing experience. I, I guess your I view you your view of the world you live inhabit. I guess I don't know, and how you react and live your life, you know opposed to that that's weird it can change you know people may not want that involvement or want to deal with that or consider that in their lives and you know and other people might want I mean, to it sounds like you were abducted maybe maybe i was i don't know this explains a lot <laughs> maybe but I, that was they i took wish out I could... some of your vertebra yeah <laughs> i do have like little uh oh don't tell me you have weird scars you don't know no i have weird like bumps bumps on my my shoulders are all Weird. Have you read any of the UFO books I gave you? <laughs> Why? You fit like all of it. Are you just reading them at night and you're convincing yourself you have these? <laughs> no, no. I, I honestly have only read one of those books. Oh my god! And it's for that episode we did uh, earlier this year, <laughs> or I guess it would have been late last year. The search for Harry Giants. That was in one of your books you gave me. That was in February. That was this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Dang. Good memory. 
I mean, we've only been doing this four months. So. <laughs> and I don't remember. I, like, I remember when we started. We have like four episodes in last year. <laughs> well, it's true. Okay. So good chance it's mostly this year. But uh, it's a weird. It, it took a weird turn. This, this this story has. I wasn't expecting that turn. Left turn, left turn, left turn, left yeah. turn. Yeah. Because then it's it just UFO. And then you get the peepers. Mm-hmm. And then you get Bigfoot. And I, I, I'm not saying it's big, but you get the, right. like, the ape connection. Yeah, yeah, it's like, and I, you know, this could tie some things together with Bigfoot too. Um, people see UFOs and Bigfoot, you know, kind of associated together. And what if this UFO entity is projecting a Bigfoot-like creature? Now we're getting back into the Fey. Yeah. What if I? I think it's all a facade. Mm-hmm. You want to go into final thoughts? Sure. Yeah. Well, it's yours on this story first. Um, so I think, well, I'm just going to go over both stories. I think the yeah, first one, sorry. the first one is def, I think is a biological atmospheric jellyfish mm-hmm. creature that I do think that the second one, I believe is if, if everything's actual factual, you know, the guy's hundred percent sincere that it was a UFO, you know, uh, I want to say ship. I don't, but I don't want to say like technological ship. You know, a, a ship, a ship, a piloted ship by some creature race, whatever mm-hmm. it is, that was coming out. Yeah, and exploring Earth or had a special interest in either that family or those kids or that area for some reason. Whether it's associated with the water, Lake Erie, you know, close proximity to that. Um, I definitely think there's a connection there with the water being so close to it and the UFO and I don't know what it is for sure, but there's something there. And I think it was in that realm as not being a biological creature, being another entity with its own ship doing some reconnaissance work, whatever it was. So I'm with you on the first one. Sounds like an atmospheric man array. Like we've been talking about atmospheric Mm -hmm. jellyfish, some kind of upper atmosphere thing. The demeanor of the encounter was just kind of was passing through, didn't care if it got seen or not. Mm-hmm. And that kind of seems to be a common thread with these, what we are considering atmospheric monsters. Yeah. Or beasts or whatever you want to call them. Creatures. They just kind of passing through most of the time. They don't interact with you, but they don't care that you see them. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not on their radar whatsoever. Yeah. They're just moving. A lot of times they don't change speed. They kind of change direction maybe. Kind of, I always think of it as you're in the open ocean with a whale swimming by. Yeah. You know, they may pay, most of the time they'll pay no mind to you. They're just going. They're doing about their thing. Yeah. Uh, nothing, you know, they, they don't care whether you're there. They don't care you're not there kind of deal. Mm-hmm. The second one screams all kinds, and that may be why, it may be fake. Yeah. Because it hits so many tropes. Yeah. With the UFO phenomena. Um. If, like you said, he's being sincere, I think they definitely had a bad thing happening. And I don't think they may have realized how bad the whole situation was getting. Right, yeah. Because uh, some of these turn nasty from stories that I've heard, just horrid mm-hmm. things. I mean, I think, well, yeah, I think he, ex- if they experienced it, I think it was, I think it was in a bad way. I think they were getting, they may have got out of there in time. The, you know, they're before it. The family divorce could have been enough to get, you know, the breakup, whatever these what, things were doing. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I definitely think there was some definitely signs of abductions. Hopefully no probing involved. Hmm. Hopefully. So, <laughs> what do you think they are? So, I still am, I'm open to there being... Aliens, and I'll put that in quotes, from out there. But I don't know necessarily have a thought on what out there really is as far as space. Because I don't know if I fully believe in all that. But I think there are creatures here. There are beings here on Earth, within Earth, underwater, within the crust, or I don't know, that have advanced technology, advanced ships that can do this stuff, why they're peeping in windows, you know. 
I think, see, that's what. Sorry, not to cut you off. Go on. I was gonna say, I think, I think we have something that they don't. Whether it's our consciousness or it's our, uh, it's just something special about us that they our precious, precious adrenochrome. Our, they could be that too. Something they need or want or are curious about. You salad know, salad dressing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or maybe we're just that science experiment in the petri dish, and you know they're just getting a closer look and seeing what's going on. I don't know. See, my common thread is they always seem to want to cause fear. If they are so advanced, mm-hmm. then why are they getting caught? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because I think they want they want the fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why like abductions are normally horrid. Yeah, they are horrid. Uh, experiments they're un like just the love like the unpleasantness it's i think it's all demons i think yeah. this is the modern demon face we got rid of a lot of the weird monsters we're good okay uh we got rid of the like a lot of the weird ancient demonic monsters and we changed them i think they put on the modern face yeah because the whole thing you want to be a demon you want to spread horror as much as possible without proving God. Yeah. So you got to put on a face. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the face they put on. I think that's why you get, uh, not all of them, but I think like speci- specifically abductions. I think a lot of the abductions are, because they're horrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Barney Betty Hill, he had warts on his areas that were so painful, like he couldn't touch himself. Yeah. Like he couldn't touch down there because it was... That painful. Yeah. And nobody could ID, like... What they were. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That would be awful. And it's like... That'd be traumatic. The mutilation, the molestation, uh, just... It's always horrid. They specifically seem to target children mm-hmm. a lot. wonder if they're... Uh, they give more of that negative energy and fear. That's what I think it may be. It's yeah. that... If we're talking about biblical demons, which I think for these these are yeah these part of the UFO phenomena, the yeah. abduction part, I think they're biblical demons, and it's all about the 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 feeding or the power they get. And I heard this theory or that how the you know the world works. You know how let's just use right now for example the times we're in. Mm-hmm. It's pretty traumatic. That's uh, a big energy siphon if you're eating this stuff. Yes, and it's almost like. Whoever's controlling the world, whoever runs the world, feeds off this energy, and they create a global uh, pattern so the whole world feels this trauma. So it's even times that that negative energy is just uh, exponentially grows as more and more people. I agree. I think it's biblical. I think it's biblical demons, and they feed off that energy, and that's what they'll continue. So they'll continue to. And when you need something, you need more of it. You need more of it. You need more of it, and things get worse mm-hmm. and worse and worse. Kind of like gluttons. I yes. Kind of like how things are going now. It mm-hmm. just seems like everything's moving faster and getting worse quicker. And when it's one bad thing's over, the next bad thing's already started and rolling. And the way. So what do you do about that? What do you do about it? Oh, for me, I you just pray and you got to be happy. You got you, yes. you individually have to break the cycle. It, it, and that's the answer. It sounds the individual um, for humanity as a whole. And the way it was described to me, it was like uh, these beings are always going to be there. They're mm-hmm. never going to go away. But or they, you can make them go away, but not by. But there's only one way to make them go away. And that's one, cha- either change their food source or take away their food source. Mm-hmm. You know, take away that fear. If you take away all your fear and stop giving in to all the negativity, stop paying attention to everything that creates that fear and stuff, they no longer have anything to eat on. They have no longer have any fuel. So they have two options. One, leave and go find another fuel source, so leaving Earth alone. Or two, change their food source, and they'll start feeding off positive energy, and then they'll start creating situations where things are a lot more positive and not traumatic, where actually things are happier and more uplifting so i'm with you personally up until the last part yeah i don't think i think well you can have dominion over them i think you can starve them out mm-hmm. i don't think they're ever going to change but i think you can knock them down yeah a heck of a lot oh yeah yeah but i do think this world is just a 
at all you can eat buffet for a, mm-hmm. a demon. And it's a, the, everything's energy. Everything's energy mm-hmm. and vibration, and it's all a facade and an illusion, physically or uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, oh, what's the word? Material, materialistic. Mm-hmm. Everything is materialistic when in reality, true reality, it's not. It's all a thought, you know, in your head. But that's hard to wrap your mind around. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know if there are some actual extraterrestrials visiting or interdimensional beings visiting. Yeah. I I personally just believe any of these UFOs that have these abductions and fear of a creature was that advanced to get here, there is no reason for it to be causing this fear. Right, yeah. They know exactly what they're doing. Exactly, yep. Uh, whether you're an interdimensional traveler or a space traveler. Which which makes me believe, you know, they're already here. They already have access to here. They're used, you know, or else they wouldn't go that far to I come just, here. Yeah, I just don't think they we'd know about it. Yeah. If you're able to get here, you're able to hide. Exactly, yep, yep. All these ones that put out the face to scare you, the tapping on windows. Mm-hmm. How many alien stories have we had them tapping on windows? Like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> That's to freak you out. Exactly, yeah. It's to screw with you. Uh-huh. It really, you get that, to me, I get that vibe a lot with a lot of these pre-abduction stuff. Like, they screw with you a lot, and then they take you. Yeah. Like, it's all, like we were talking about, that fear buildup. It's adrenochrome. Right, they may it's... be. I think it's just like we well, we were kind of saying the energy. Mm-hmm. They that's feed off it. Yeah, it's what they get. Yeah, it's like I don't know. Fear is like a big plate of spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Mmm, <laughs> mm, delicious. Delicious big fear. <laughs> yeah. I mean spaghetti. See if you if you picture it that way, you could do it too. But uh, you would have no problem doing it. Yeah, I I just I think this was. I think they were on the verge of having very. They may have had very bad things happen to those kids. Yeah, but I think they were on the verge of having very bad things mm-hmm. happen to those kids because it's kind of hitting those notes. We see a common thread before these UFO stories really kind of take a bad turn. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have stuff like Skinwalker Ranch and all that, which are super hot spots. And on a whole, yeah, a whole other. I mean, we're level. talking government Researched. involvement. Yeah. Not just private involvement, which is who did the most of it, but the government actually put money towards us publicly mm-hmm. because it was so odd. Yeah. They know what's going on. Oh, yeah, they do. Maybe, yeah. They put money towards it. Maybe just to show, to give the facade that, oh, this is weird. We don't know what's going on either, guys. Uh, I think they were, I think they may know what's going on. I don't think they can do anything about it. For sure, yes, I agree. So I think maybe that's why they're putting money to it because maybe these guys can do something about like a they, demon gun. Yeah, they can absorb or learn it or re- yeah. reverse engineer yeah. whatever's going on and make a yeah a demon show up, up in your a wormhole show up in mm-hmm. your dad's farm so he sells it so they can put up another Walmart on his land. There you go. <laughs> why wouldn't they? I mean, that's that's the that's the plot right there. Right. You just see, you see all these stories. They you know, like, oh, I won't sell my land ever. And then you got these huge corporation developments with this one little farmhouse still there. Now here's the way to get them out. Mm-hmm. Oh, just have an alien demon show up at their doorstep and tap on their windows. Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. They'll I'm be gone next week. City. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You guys can have this place. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I seen a dog man come out of a, a hole in space time and smoke <laughs> a cigarette. Yeah, exactly. I think I'll go play bingo. <laughs> right. See? I'm done being a farmer. We're giving them too many good ideas, but that's probably their motivation behind it. They're like, dang it, we need this technology. Get so, on it, Steve. Hitting the table. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, sorry. Scary. I got to. Zen Bigfoot's yeah. terrified. I know. I got to channel my inner Zen. All right. Anything else to add to this? Uh, I don't think so. I think that was a pretty good episode for our first UFO. UFO episode, like an yeah. actual UFO episode. I think so. I think we got our opinions out there and stuff. And I don't know, there may be actual aliens visiting and stuff, but I just, I always fall back when it's, they are so negative. And if you are that advanced, you don't need to be. Right, yeah. Like, you are malicious some way, shape, or form on purpose. Mm-hmm. Because if you, I don't know, I just think they don't need, like, you don't need to be. It's just, psych- yeah, it's it's psychological Tra- almost trauma they're inducing. Yeah, no, it is. And it's all mental, and none of it's really that physical. There is physical stuff, but it's always mental first. Yeah, they screw with you for it's a like long time It's like almost that opens first. the door for you to be contacted yeah. physically. Yeah. I don't so, know. So, screw the aliens. I think that's what we're saying. I'm not saying that. Uh, demons be gone. 
that uh, screw the demons and demons be gone. I don't think all I don't think all aliens are demons, but I do think. I'll agree with you. I don't know, but I think any of the time they get into this kind of territory, it's. I think it's demonic. I mean, I think I think there could be some highly ascended, once human, positive beings out there that are floating around, you know, flying around the doing big things. Balls of light. Yeah, that they could just be literally balls of light because it's light positivity energy. There you go. On that note, I think we should end the episode. I think so too. All right, I have been the mysterious Justin. And I've been the magically abducted Jay. And we'll catch you guys next week and coming up at Salt Fork. All right, guys. Let me hit the button. Oh, wrong button. You've been listening to Cryptids of the Corn. Be sure to join us in the next episode where we tantalize your intellect and expand the horizons of your mind. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, stay magical. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.